Good morning, beautifuls. Afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Sipping a masala chai, cacao, oat milk, hemp, a little bit of maple syrup, cinnamon. Drink. It's delicious. Okay, here we are. Day three of 30 Days of Love by Amy Leo. I'm going through this journey with you as a participant, diving in. Day one, we got real curious. Day two, humble. And day three, our intention is I am subjective. I am subjective, shining a light on my blind spots. So today, we are going to think critically about our human system in order to shine a light on our current blind spots. So here's a quick hello from Amy, the creator of the course, and we'll dive right into it. Hi, I'm Amy Leo. Welcome to day three of the 30 Days of Love Challenge. Today's intention is subjective. And so for the going deeper section, we're going to analyze the fact that things may not always be as they seem. Things may not always be as they seem. Okay, let's all share an affirmation together. You can say this out loud or to yourself. Um, to, to sink into that affirmation that I am subjective. I am subjective by nature. I'm living in the experience of my own worldviews. Living in the feeling of my own thinking, just like every other person on this planet. This means... I can never have an objective, unbiased account of reality. I am sometimes blind to things in my environment that disprove my current beliefs about myself and love. Even though I may unknowingly feed the monster of personal misery, there is always the possibility for a new viewpoint. Like a choose your own ending mystery book. I can begin to rewrite my own story by questioning my subjective assumptions about myself and others. I am subjective. And this can be a great thing. Okay, we're going to drop into a little deep dive on our intention. As we explore the tunnel vision effect. And how self-critical, disempowering beliefs and negative situations tend to consume our attention. While situations that are positive and loving, like a friend that compliments us, literally becomes blind to us. So we're going to watch a, a, listen to a five-minute excerpts of Amy 
kind of di deep diving into this. Here we go. Every single one of us on this planet gets tunnel vision. We all fall for tricks of the mind. We have our own cognitive biases that are backed up by our preconceived beliefs about the world and how it works. But we like to think of ourselves as, you know, rational creatures. So the common notion is that, you know, when our beliefs are challenged with facts, that we would alter our opinions and incorporate the new information into our thinking and into our worldview. But what research has found is that this isn't true, that actually when our deepest convictions are challenged by contradictory evidence, our beliefs actually get stronger. This phenomena is known as the backfire effect, and the term was coined by Brendan Nyan and Jason Reifler. Perhaps you've noticed this in the political debates and the news coverage that you've seen over the past couple of years in the United States. And there are many books on this, on how we really delude ourselves, every single one of us, through our cognitive biases. But there's a gentleman called David McRaney, and he hosts a podcast called You Are Not So Smart. He wrote a couple of books on this as well. And what he shares is that what should be evident from the studies on the backfire effect is that you can never win an argument online. When you start to pull up facts and figures, hyperlinks and quotes, you're actually making the opponent feel as though they are even more sure of their position than before you started the debate. As they match your fervor, the same thing happens in your skull. The backfire effect pushes both of you deeper into your original beliefs. So you've probably heard folks talk about the power of beliefs before, but I really invite you to revisit that and get humble and, and curious our, our first two days intentions of the 30 days of love challenge. You know, beliefs are not just cold mental premises. They're hot stuff. They're intertwined with our emotions. So even when we feel stuck emotionally, there's always a biochemical potential for change and possible growth. When we choose to change our thoughts, bursts of neurochemicals, we become open and receptive to other pieces of sensory information that were previously blocked by our beliefs. So what research is finding is that literally when we have a strong idea about something, we literally become blind to things in our environment that question or challenge that belief. So when you're reflecting on today's intention of subjective, really dig deep here. What are the implications? What are the results for you personally and for every other person you've ever met? The notion that we are always 100% subjective. We can never experience a neutral reality. I mean, think about it. The brain is sitting in the skull. It's a dark amphitheater, and it only relies on signals from the body to garner meaning from what's going on in the world. Well, as we've already mentioned, what we perceive, what signals get to the brain in order to be interpreted is already affected by what we already believe about ourselves in the world. So what implications could this have for you in the realm of love and relationships? I'll leave you with this. Our interpretation of what we're seeing can literally alter our physiology. And if you want to learn more about that, there's a link here to an article called The Biochemistry of Belief. 
But if you don't want to read a scientific article, our subjective nature can be summed up as follows. Situation plus interpretation equals felt reality. Situation plus new interpretation equals new felt reality. Interpretation is the X factor behind every moment of our lives and can be defined as our personal, often unconscious thoughts. We literally do not respond to an objective world out there, rather to our personal interpretations every moment of our lives from the cradle to the grave. So how can we be more aware of things like the backfire effect, be more aware of our subjective nature? Peter Bogusen sums it up quite nicely. He says that not taking ideas personally is made easier by the meta-belief that holding certain beliefs does not make you a better person. Not taking ideas personally is made easier by the meta-belief, the sub-belief, that holding certain beliefs does not make you a better person. Nice. So, and being humbly curious about a new felt reality around the area of love, why not? Just retaining the belief that... <laughs> That holding on to beliefs, believing that holding on to beliefs <laughs> does not make you a better person. Nice. The uh, interpretation seems to be the X factor behind every moment of our lives and can be defined as our personal, often unconscious perceptions. We literally do not respond to an objective world out there rather to our personal perceptions every moment of our lives good stuff okay so a mantra to hold on to if you'd like to um kind of sink sink this in a little further for today on our intention i am subjective just because it feels real in the moment doesn't make it true repeat that a couple times just because it feels real in the moment doesn't make it true just because it feels real in the moment doesn't make it true okay well science to back up today's intention the science says human beings organize and navigate their world via Schemas. Schemas? I need, I need to define this word. It's probably a simple word. Schema. Schema is a representation of a plan or theory in the form of an outline or model. A scheme. A schema. Okay. So human beings organize and navigate their worlds via schemas. Schemas are simply mental concepts our mind has created. Patterns of thinkings. Beliefs and behaviors that construct our individual reality. Science also says we all create our own individual experience of reality via personal filters. We often don't even recognize our own filters, but they absolutely affect what we notice, how we interpret things, and how we make decisions.
These thought creations are like a pair of glasses that act like filters on our world, making us attentive and sensitive to certain things in our environment and downright ignoring other things. Um, science studies referenced here are from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, Britannica.com under the word schema. And another one by the Indian Journal of Psychiatry titled Biochemistry of Belief by Rao Sathyurana. Okay. Today's quote on the intention I am subjective is by neuroscientist Lisa Fieldman Barrett. She says, Science has taught us again and again that our experiences are a poor guide to how nature actually works. We don't see the sun cross the sky each day, but this doesn't mean that the sun actually revolves around the earth. Motions and really all mental events are created by your whole brain. Neuroscientist Lisa Fieldman Barrett. Okay, we're going to dive into our journal prompt for today. So if you've got your journal handy, here's what we're going to do. We're going to identify at least one of the psychological phenomenon that I will share that you have experienced before and reflect on how this impacted you, um, how you felt, and what actions you took. So we have four psychological phenomena. I will bullet each of them and then go through each with more description. So first we have all or nothing thinking. Second, we have the spotlight effect. Three, we have the negativity bias. And number four, we have stereotyping. So which of these have you experienced before and reflect how it's impacted you, how you felt and what actions you took? So I'm going to dive into each one of these, just provide a little um, description into each of these psychological phenomena. And if something comes up, surfaces that feels real for you, feel free to jot it down or make a mental note of it. So first we have all or nothing thinking, also known as black and white thinking with no gray area. This is when people put experiences into either or categories and use the superlative such as always or never to describe their feelings or experiences. For example, if your performance falls short at work, you see yourself, yourself as a total failure, that you never do anything right. If you get into an argument with a loved one, you proclaim that you are doomed to struggle in relationships that you're an unlovable person destined to be alone forever. So there's some examples of the all or nothing thinking if that resonates. Feel free to share. Number two, the spotlight effect. When people overestimate the degree to which they are noticed by others, this one can be hard for people to see because they really believe other people care as much about their own feelings and behaviors as they do. 
In fact, most people cannot provide an accurate analysis of the degree to which another person notices them, like what they're wearing, what they say, how nervous they were, and so on. That's the spotlight, spotlight effect. Our third psychological phenomenon is negativity bias. And this is the the psychological phenomenon by which human recalls their unpleasant experiences more often and more intensely than their positive ones. Negativity bias. And lastly, number four, stereotyping. And this is expecting that each member of a particular group has certain characteristics without, of course, having any real evidence or actual information about the individual you are judging to support your beliefs. So out of the four examples of cognitive biases, which one do you notice happening most within you? Maria shares on Intention Inspired comments that she has seen, I'll just read her words, Maria shares, I've seen myself within all four of these at different moments and different situations, although actually admitted, admittingly, that isn't easy. I'll spend some time today reflecting on this and particular situations come back and come back and share. It's interesting to me that there is some level of shame slash embarrassment within me that exists in being willing to actually look at the biases and how they've shaped slash impacted my life. Thanks for sharing, Maria. Yep, yep, that resonates. And um, tracking the curiosity and humbleness of the past two days in this journey. Um, knowing that each of these phenomenons that have just come through have also helped us to be where we are. And noticing them, recognizing them, accepting them, investigating further and nurturing them. lot of juice there. Okay, so we're going to wrap up our journaling. Actually, I'll give you a minute. Or just hit pause, because I feel like I've already moved on. And you may have already shifted gears ready to move on as well. So we are we are there. That was it. That's a good sesh. I'm curious how long these sessions are lasting. So we've been recording for 20 minutes. Okay. All right. 20 minute sessions. Not bad. We've got one last bit of farewell from Amy. So let's hear from her real quick. Well, that's all that we have for today. Again, I really encourage you to get curious about how the intention of subjective shows up for you in love and in your relationships. Until tomorrow, stay curious, take care, and keep rocking. Mm. Thank you, Amy. Will do. Love how much curiosity is embedded early on into this journey of love. Wow. It's really, really getting curious and challenging what I believe, <laughs> period, of things I've come to assumed to be true universal truths and to hold on to those loosely and to, um, be, be lean in 
with the willingness to be changed by what I find my curious intention throughout this journey so far so thank you for the inspiration amy gustav 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 uh-huh if you would like to join see the imagery videos um hand-lettered goodies we've got a lot of creative contributors to these daily sessions at intention inspired so there's a link in the description you can click on that if you want to see it and if you like these audio sessions, let me know. I'm totally down to keep these flowing if they help. They help me. They help me a lot. Just stay focused on the intention and just go through the material. And um, yeah, so thank you for joining me on the ride. Manana, we have day four, reflective. Day four of Three Days of Love, I am reflective. So we'll, we will uh, enjoy that in tomorrow's session. Till then, stay subjective, stay curious, and as Amy says, keep on rocking.